This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, May 9th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. SEC climate proposal would cost farmers, AFBF says. Senate Dems seek $1 billion in conservation funds and WOTUS roundtables. Farm Bureau, SEC rule would burden farmers. Proposed regulations that could require public corporations to start reporting on the greenhouse gas emissions in their supply chains would saddle producers with significant costs and threaten the privacy of farm data. That according to an analysis by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The rule proposed by the Securities and Exchange Commission in March could create several substantial costs and liabilities such as reporting obligations, technical challenges, significant financial and operational disruption, and the risk of financially crippling legal liabilities, AFBF says. Farmers would have to start tracking and disclosing on-farm data at a time when farm management software platforms are only used by 31% of farms, the analysis says. Many farmers are still relying on pen, paper, and non-computerized tools. The SEC rule would also require companies to disclose when they purchase carbon offsets, including credits generated from farm practices such as cover crops or no-till farming. The deadline for filing comments on the proposed rule is May 20th. Senate Dems call for $1 billion in conservation funding. A group of Senate Democrats is requesting $1 billion for the USDA's Natural Resource Conservation Service, that according to a letter sent to Senate Ag Appropriators. The group, led by Senators Michael Bennett, Chris Coons, and Debbie Stabenow, stressed the importance of preserving funding for USDA's conservation programs, including the Environmental Quality Incentives Program, the Conservation Stewardship Program, the Agricultural Conservation Easement Program, and the Regional Conservation Partnership Program. The Senators said increasing funding for NRCS would help USDA increase staffing and ensure adequate technical assistance for farmers. Now take note, the recently passed fiscal year 22 omnibus spending bill directed $904 million to NRCS. And on that subject, a new economic research service report looking at soybeans, wheat, oaks, and cotton acres found that growers of more than a third of the fields with resource concerns, such as water-driven erosion, had not received technical assistance. NRCS was the source of technical assistance for two-thirds of fields with resource issues, including soil compaction. We'll have more. AgriPulse Daybreak, after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Good morning and welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. WOTUS Roundtables kick off today. 
EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers will hold their first virtual regional roundtable today to hear a diversity of viewpoints on how to define waters of the United States under the Clean Water Act. The roundtable, organized by the National Parks and Conservation Association, can be viewed at 9.30 Central Time, 10.30 Eastern. The agencies have frustrated the ag community, however, by not identifying who will be represented at the 10 roundtables, which have been organized by a variety of groups, including the Arizona, North Carolina, and California Farm Bureaus, the Kansas Livestock Association, and the Regenerative Agriculture Foundation. EPA did not respond to a request Friday for that information. Part of the reason may be that some of the groups are still putting together their lineups. The North Carolina Farm Bureau, whose roundtable is scheduled for June 23rd, told AgriPulse it is still working with the agencies and the lineup hasn't been finalized, but expects EPA to release more information closer to June 23rd. USDA to allocate $22.5 million to Chesapeake Bay water quality projects. The Agriculture Department plans to invest $22.5 million in extra conservation assistance in the 2022 fiscal year for water quality projects in the Chesapeake Bay watershed. Most of the pollution in the bay has historically come from agriculture. The Environmental Protection Agency, all six bay states and the District of Columbia, have made pledges to clean the bay as a part of a unique federal-state agreement resulting from a lawsuit brought by the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. The USDA plans to allocate $10 million of the funding through the Environmental Quality Incentives Program, $10 million through the Agriculture Conservation Easement Program, $2.5 million from the Conservation Stewardship Program. Value of U.S. Dairy Export Source to start 2022. U.S. dairy exports in the first quarter of 2022 showed strong results, edging above last year's shipment totals, but it was the value of those exports that really shined. The U.S. shipped about 650,000 metric tons of dairy products in the first three months of the year with a value of about $2.1 billion, that according to the latest USDA trade data. U.S. exporters shipped about 649,000 tons in the same time frame a year ago, but it was worth $1.7 billion. The success of U.S. dairy exports this year comes in spite of numerous challenges such as supply chain problems, numerous barriers to enter the markets in the EU and Canada, and lack of trade agreements that puts us at a disadvantage compared to our competitors in many other regions. That, according to Jaime Castaneda, Executive Vice President of the National Milk Producers Federation and the U.S. Dairy Export Council. FAS lowers forecast for Malaysian palm oil. Malaysia, a key supplier of palm oil for the global market, won't be producing as much as previously expected. That, according to the tightness of international vegetable oil supplies, that, according to a new analysis from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. FAS says it now predicts Malaysia will produce 18.5 million metric tons of palm oil for the 21-22 market a year, 646,000 tons more than the previous marketing year, but still lower than the USDA's earlier forecast. The main problem, FAS says, is that there's an, quote, ongoing shortage of manual labor in the sector. 
a situation the agency says it expects to be resolved for the 22-23 market a year when FAS predicts production will jump to 19.5 million tons. Even though the government of Malaysia approved the recruitment of 32,000 foreign workers, it will take time for the industry to fill the gap, FAS says in a report out of Kuala Lumpur. The Malaysian and Indonesian government signed a MLU on foreign labor April 1st that is expected to pave the way for resumption of fully staffed harvesting operations. Here's today's She Said It. This additional $22.5 million to help watershed farmers improve water quality in their local waters and the Chesapeake Bay is encouraging. We thank USDA for this infusion of resources and our congressional leaders for their tireless advocacy to bring more resources to the watershed. That Allison Prost, Chesapeake Bay Foundation Vice President of Environmental Protection and Restoration. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, May 9th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Kelly.